Hey, this is Doug Jones. And you know, I like every day of the week, but I really like Saturdays because I get to listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I know! We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. Can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. It's Talkcast 142, and it's why the hell aren't we in San Diego night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night? Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 451 Cosplay Emporium and Snakebite Prevention Pavilion, I am the Dome. Joining the Talkcast tonight are our usual suspects, minus a few, unfortunately. In the Revere Time Vortex, Violent Soundboard Vixen herself, Kriana. Rawr. Yeah, but she's all alone, unfortunately, Zombrarian. We're missing you tonight, uh, which is why I'm in the Snakebite Pavilion, just in case something untoward happens. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester. She's at camp. Snakebite. Yeah, okay, but how is you being in the Snakebite Pavilion going to help her? Well, it isn't. I'm just saying. Okay. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, (laughs) a young lad and his Crayolas, it's Illustrator X. A young lad? I... <laughs> well, compared to Dome. When the working day is done, oh, girls, they want to have fun. Oh, my. <laughs> At least he didn't and... sing. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. And his lovely ingenue, the sweetest non-living shuffling spouse around, the dead redhead. X, stop touching me! Oh, <laughs> Crap, it's going to be that kind of a night. She must have listened to the back episodes and heard X imitate her when she wasn't here one time. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Moving on. That (laughs) never, ever happened. Which episode was this? Anyone you weren't present for. Guests, bring on the guests. (laughs) Give me a... (laughs) No, let's let's sit here and get that scab for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Hold on. (laughs) X, you, you want to do an instant replay, X? I'd, I'd like to introduce our guests who uh, <laughs> published some wonderful books in, in recent years, and we're just very excited to have them on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this show has officially gone from suck to blow. Uh, <laughs> joining us tonight, <laughs> uh, authors Adam Mock and Scott Allen Perry. Hi, guys. Hola. Do you guys hear us? Apparently. We're in. Apparently, you're, you're in front of a jet engine now. Yeah, were, the jet engine just actually is flying over right now. <laughs> That's pretty, it's pretty good timing. 
Pretty good timing, guys. <laughs> well, wow. Doug Jones was supposed to be with us tonight, but Doug unfortunately forgot that he had to be in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> forget that. For no really big reason whatsoever. It's just a really. little crappy show that he does. Yeah, a little tiny little uh, convention thing. You'll sign a few autographs, meet a few people, and cuddle a few you know, babies. Cuddle a yeah, few adults. Because <laughs> that's what Doug does. In lieu of that, Adam Mock and Scott Allen Perry are joining us, who worked with Doug on uh, my very own book and have their new book, Fallen Superheroes. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yes, yes, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's off to a rollicking start between the soundboard not working and jet engines going overhead and a SWAT tune checking out the house and Area 51 under attack by aliens. But other than that. And can I just say, can I just say that, listen, the organizers of San Diego Comic-Con, stop it. Okay, we know we're drawing people away from you. We know this could be your last year. It's not our fault. We're just too lovable. All the, all the awesome kids want to hang out with us, and we know that, and we appreciate it, and we accept it. So stop with the jets and taking the guests and all that, and it's it's just sad. It really is. Yeah, well, they, like they actually David. asked Scott and I to be there, but we turned them down. Good for you. Well, of yeah. course. And that makes rather be on Sci-Fi Saturday night, so... We, we know who's keeping the lights on. Exactly. Yeah. We can there you go. <laughs> hey, so, so guys, do, you, do I sound really echoey? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah you're gonna, in the bathroom? Yeah, well, yeah, okay, so can I, you, you want to know what just happened with <laughs> sure. the jet sound? Okay, so I'm at my girlfriend's place to get some quiet so I could do this interview quietly. And she said, well, her maid's going to be there, but just, you know, talk to the maid and, and tell her what you're doing. The, the maid really doesn't speak English very well. Oh, so no. I said, I said, hey, I'm, I'm about to do this radio show. Uh, so if there's any vacuuming you need to do, you know, can you, you can do it now. And, uh, and, and then when I do the radio show, no vacuuming. So apparently, <laughs> apparently she reversed everything that, that I said. And, let, and I, I could have said it in a way that somehow translates into wait till I'm on the show to vacuum. <laughs> Please. I said, I did. I said, por favor, a couple times. Because that's most of the Spanish I know. But, uh, but anyway, so that was hilarious. As soon as I got on and, and, I, and I, t- I pointed, I'm like, I'm on the show now. She, was, she gave me the nod and the smile and plugged the vacuum cleaner in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to our world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going and right I, tonight. It's good, though. It's unfortunate. This is my, this is my life every day, every minute. So, Scott, are you really in the bathroom now, then? Yeah, you know, I'm in the bathroom because I, I, was, I tried to go out on the, on the little balcony area, and it's just like, yeah, there's a, a truck pulled up and a plane, a, a real jet started flying over. And now I figure, you know, you know, this way I can, you know, I can wash my hands during the interview if I feel filthy. So. You know what it is? It's George R.R. R. Martin. He's doing everything in his power to screw up our podcast. Yeah, he's teamed up with San Diego Comic-Con and... Uh, damn play of chairs. <laughs> I'm sorry, Game of Thrones. Whatever, whatever. Same, anyway. same thing, so, really. If you're at San Diego this week, hi, how you doing? What's happening? 
But one of the things that's uh, one of the many things that's going on there, aside from the awesomeness of being there, is BBC America is putting together a Doctor Who panel. And the Nerdist is putting the panel together. So Chris Hardwick will be there, as well as uh, Matt Smith, Karen Gillan, uh, Arthur Darville, Steve Moffat, and Caroline Skinner, the producer. Why? Okay, I suppose. It's probably good that X isn't there if if Amy is going to be there. No, 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 no. I'd want to meet Steve Moffat. (laughs) Her legs go on forever. As what? Does I'm her sorry. Incessant voice. Okay. Too bad it's so evidently what BBC America is doing is they're going to uh, do a special episode of The Nerdist on BBC America using uh, a lot of footage from this panel. And that will be on July 28th. So on BBC America. So that will be well worth watching, I think. That should be a lot of fun. Isn't The yeah. Nerdist like a an audio podcast? Yes, but BBC America has actually aired a number of video versions of The Nerdist, which was quite good, actually. And I'm rather surprised that they didn't do something with it and keep it going. Yeah, Chris Hardwick's a good guy. The one with Will Wheaton. The one with Will Wheaton was pretty funny. Well, because they had Will Wheaton, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) But I see that, uh, speaking of Doctor Who, they announced for the 50-year anniversary episode next year... It looks like it's confirmed for Tom Baker to return to the series. Oh, boy. And I'm just glad that CGI has gotten to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. Where we will be able to see the fourth Doctor in all of his 1974 glory. In Technicolor. Oh, Oh, I don't know if it was quite Technicolor. (laughs) In beautiful 2D. Anyway. Well, no, I am very psyched about In that. In stunning stereo sound. <laughs> for those of us who remember a time before the Matrix. A simpler time. He, he was, shut up. He was, <laughs> <laughs> I shall churn my butter at you. <laughs> but no, he's a fantastic doctor, and I, I cannot wait to see what they do with this. Well, it's going to be interesting because... You know, there's there's a whole segment of the population of the Doctor Who fan population that really doesn't acknowledge or understand anything prior to its latest reboot. It's too much for them to handle. It's not that it's too much for them to handle. I'll be quite honest with you. A lot of them just don't even know it exists. There's another segment that goes, that stuff was boring and black and white and incredibly different. Yeah, but those people aren't part of the show anymore. Oh, Oh, snap. And I just bit through my tongue. Sorry. (laughs) No, but I mean, realistically, you know, it's it's a tough meld. Don't you think? Seriously? No. No, we Ah. just heard, there was a, a big soiree that X and I held this weekend, and there was quite a bit of the discussion around the Doctor, and we did have the younger contingency, i.e., you know, Kriana's age, um, okay. talking about how they didn't like the rubber monsters and they didn't like the special effects and that it wasn't, it was too silly. And, and we said, bah, to them. 
or poppycock. Now, you know what I noticed is that the more everyone drank, the louder <laughs> they got and the less coherent they got. And we also had one person who was really, really trying to get us all con to convert to, um, to Farscape. Oh, yes, that's right. I got at 1 a.m., in my the doorway to my house, I was stopped by a drunken friend of mine who wanted me to understand, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Farscape was a far better show than Firefly. What? And why didn't I accept that? And all I wanted to do was go inside and use the bathroom. And I was like, I don't care. And so you decided to do it right there. Anyway. Well, our peanut gallery is gone. We, we do have one person who is listening who's saying that he can't attest to this kind of behavior this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Lord. I don't know. I think the peanut gallery should log into Ustream and then they could chat. It's, like, it's chat. kind of, now that I think about it, you know, uh, at the, the at this party, my own father, bless him, actually stopped me. My dad knows very little about any of this stuff. And he was like, hey, I hear there's going to be a comic book show in San Diego this coming week. <laughs> funny books. And it was even in Entertainment Weekly. Get out. Some kind of big deal? It's Whoa. all funny. You going down to San Diego for the funny books? No, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> Podcast has not made us enough oh, money yet. Oh, my. <laughs> what else is going on in the news before I start crying? Um, okay. What's not uh, going on in the news? There's lots of new TV stuff coming up because the networks are starting to gear up for the fall season. Yeah, it's, you know, Battle yes. Galactica, which the reboot of the reboot of the reboot. Please just let it die. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a minute. I liked Caprica. No, so Caprica was cute, thing? and the original Battlestar Galactica was cute, and the miniseries was meh, and then the rest of the series was... I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. It was just... Well, bad. what happened was they were they were ready to bring the fourth incarnation, which is called Blood and Chrome, on, and then Siffy decided, uh, no. Blood and... What is it? Yeah, Judas Priest is doing in Battlestar Galactica? Blood uh, and uh, Chrome? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Richard Hatch, who's uh, of oh course, boy. of course, and uh, Jane Espenson, who's did a lot of the writing for it. Yeah. And uh, there was oh, and Brian Singer, believe it or not, are trying to re-put version four back together again in a grand Monty Python. We're not dead yet routine right. dear everyone let it die by the <laughs> way uh scott adam if you guys want to pipe in by all means if you have opinions and i <laughs> have a sneaking this is not exclusive do, i do have it. opinions I have, I have at least three okay <laughs> um, if you'd like to jump in with one please well, do so well, scott well let me backtrack first so the doctor who they're going to put a doctor who from the 70s on the new one yes We've already he, done that, actually. But he's not going to play Doctor Who. We yes. don't know. Well, we don't. All uh, we know is Tom Baker will be on. That's Tom Baker's. Is he the one with the white man afro? No, that. No, that's perfect. <laughs> this is the guy with the scarf. Oh yeah, the scarf guy. Okay, wow. Yeah, the, I barely remember that one. Scarf guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, a cameo. With, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, unless he's reprising. Yeah. You know, you have t dueling who's. Then, then you might have an issue. That could be cool, though. Like, like, oh, my God, I wear a scarf in the future? You know, like, 
And it's a little banjo in the background. (laughs) In the future, I have a bow tie. What happened to my And a fez. Hey, fezes are cool. cool. Dear God, fashion is really cyclical. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then Battlestar Galactica. I mean, I'm very mixed on that whole thing. Um, I I mean, I I enjoyed the, the second series. Uh, to a certain degree, Caprica was kind of cool, um, but Blood and Chrome definitely does sound like Ronnie James Dio should be doing the soundtrack, <laughs> and, and, he, and he's dead. Dio! He's dead. Sorry. So, Gotta like some Blood and Chrome. <laughs> Cylon in the dark. Please do not. He's making Cylon in the dark. Stop. That's enough. That would be Uh, hilarious. First of all, he's singing. (laughs) Wait, I I thought that was Scott. That was X. Oh man. No, that was that was me. They look just like you, but they're made of steel inside. (laughs) (laughs) Scott's allowed to sing. Okay, Scott, you're getting double double horns here. <laughs> X, between X bringing up Cindy Lauper and Scott with Dio, this is this is turning into a great musical. Uh, uh, so next week we'll be interviewing the Iron Maiden guy from from the Somewhere in Time cover. <laughs> it's hilarious. While I was singing, I didn't even realize I was doing the rock and roll fingers. The, the... Oh my God. I, just by the. By default. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, I'm doing that. (laughs) You have to do it. it. So while we're talking about other crap that's being rebooted, uh, Fantastic Four, the movie series, remember that one? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're rebooting it again. When did they reboot it the first time? I don't remember. They have to. They have to because Human Torch can't also be Captain America. That's right. Yeah. And Doug Jones, uh, you know, as Silver Surfer, right? Yeah, would he fly back in? I don't know. He could come back. I do think Doug would make a great Reed Richards. You know, you know what? That could work. That would definitely work. They'd save save on CGI. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, as long as they get a better Doom, because they haven't had a good Doom yet, and Victor is like one of my favorite characters in Marvel. No, but I mean seriously, look. They, they seriously, the, they need a better Doom. Seriously. <laughs> they did the first seriously, movie. comic book movie. Let's get really serious about comic book movies, guys. Watch it, Krana. <laughs> we can do that. We take our comic hey, book movies. You know what? Do. I'll start talking about Neil Gaiman. Ew. There you go. So back that up. <laughs> hey, Winter, just add him to the list. Just do it. <laughs> Scott, Scott, and Adam. Excellent. The list is the list of people who will never come on our show because we've insulted them too many times. Or other guests have. Yeah. Yeah, I I insult Neil pretty much every time he comes up. He just signed a big deal for a number of books recently the other day. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Oh my God. You know, he can write good books. Yeah, prove it. Oh, my. Moving back to... Ask our listeners to chime in with that one. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, so if you (laughs) want to have fun, uh, Pee Wee Herman did a voiceover of the Dark Knight trailer. Or if you just want to be really creeped out, because that's what Pee Wee Herman does. But it's both. 
it's, no, it's hilarious. Bull. And <laughs> it's possibly the best trailer I've ever seen of The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, well, that's does not it, saying much. <laughs> does he do it in, in the Pee Wee voice? Or, or the, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, Mr. Joker, have a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that was. Okay, good. maybe you guys weren't so, as scarred by Pee Wee as I was. I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse. It wasn't Pee Wee that scared you, it was that giant talking chair. What are you talking about? Cherry was awesome. I kept rooting for her to just eat Pee Wee. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Talk about creepy. Yeah, was it his personal endeavors at the at that one theater that spooked you out? <laughs> With his peewee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had, he had, had his Herman Hummin. Is that what it was? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm always curious oh, yeah. about that, because peewee always cracked me up. Peewee Herman off the guest list. Miss Yvonne <laughs> off the guest list. No, no, Miss Cowboy Yvonne's cool. Herman? She's welcome anytime. So is John B. All right. <laughs> Like how about God. Cowboy Curtis? Seriously, mm-hmm. how about Cowboy Curtis? Yeah, or he's a big he's a big actor. Now. AKA Mister Clean. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he's Lawrence Fishburne now. He's no longer Cowboy Curtis. No, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy who says no. That wasn't me in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of like what's her name says no. That wasn't me in Rocky Horror. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. No. Oh, I wish. Susan Sarandon. Hey, Scarlett Johansson has signed to do Avengers 2. Oh, really? It, yeah. But Woo! the price tag is ridiculous. Hey, you know what? If she can get it, power to her. The reported signing is 20 mil to do oh, Good two. for her. To play Black Widow, she's not even a lead. I mean, it wasn't it? She wasn't even like a, a, you know, it's not like Thor. It's not like no Captain kidding. America. It's better. No she's a female role model. Yeah, yeah. That's you keep a telling really yourself that. A really hot female role model. <laughs> <laughs> you too can spray paint your ass and do karate. Or pretend to. No one's saying or you pretend. have to actually do karate. Pretty sure yeah. she. Did. Why would you? Why would you pretend to spray paint your ass? <laughs> <laughs> that would just, am I? I would just do it. Wait, wait. Yeah. Bring in Andy. Bring in Andy Circus for the stunt ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh. it is precious. Yeah. Uh oh. Kriana. Kriana. What? What is the best television news of the week? Um, Fringe got canceled. Just hey! kidding. Hey! Oh, oh, sorry. You opened me up for that one. No, no, the best television news of the week is that the Doozers are getting their own goddamn show, goddammit. And they're gonna build shit. <laughs> is, is, are, are you saying that Fraggle Rock's Cotterpin Doozer is going to star in her own show? That may possibly Hell be the case. The yes. <laughs> Fraggle Rock. I pants, hold on. Ah. <laughs> uh. There we go. Oh my god, that's awesome. I'm glad you feel better now, X. I don't. Okay. No one else does, darling. No, no one else does. Edible building materials. It's a perfect basis for an ongoing series. Hell to the yes. One more time. How many times do I have to tell you this? 
It'll be a this? green show. Edible building material. But did they secrete the doozer sticks, or how did they make oh them? Oh, my God. They made them from radishes. Did they? Yes. yes. Everybody knows that. <gasps> did they My God, them? you're right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, I haven't thought about this in like 30 years. I believe. It's like, but well, your first thought was secretion. Well, I'm thinking, yeah. all right. What do I what what knowledge do I retain? CPR or doozers? <laughs> you still secretion. don't know your CPR. Shh. Hmm. Do you realize that we've we've pretty much discussed absolutely nothing so far and offended everybody? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's get in George R R Martin. Dear George R.R. R. Martin, you suck. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. You know what? Again. I have a nice story that will uplift everyone. Did Did everyone see that, that uh, news item from a few days ago about Ron Perlman doing Make-A-Wish? Yes, yes, I did, actually. And it was really, really effing cool. For those it of you really who was. Yes. For those of you who didn't see it, poor little kid doing Make-A-Wish said, I want to be Hellboy and I want to meet Hellboy. And Ron got back into the makeup, which he has come out again and again and said, boy, does he hate doing that makeup. You would, too. Yeah. No, it's... no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Says the man well, who's X never done it before. X wants to be the guy in the Godzilla suit. I mean, not. Yeah, yeah I'll Godzilla be the guy suit. in the Godzilla suit. I mean, I spent years stomping the hell out of my brother's toys. What the hell? And this, stuff. this is not a bad thing. If he was here, we used to have wonderful wars. That, that's that's a whole other topic. Okay. <laughs> As I say, the James? best the best Godzilla was uh, Bobcat Goldthwait in One Crazy Summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, that's yeah. After you've seen that, it's kind of like I have seen it. I've seen it all. I don't oh. need it. Yeah. Hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I got I gotta give that to you. <laughs> Pictures are actually really amazing. Uh a Bobcat Goldway? No of Ron Perlman. Uh, <laughs> guys. Honestly. Well But yes, switched. kudos to Ron Perlman for that. That was really cool. Uber cool. What, what was the kid what was the kid dying? He's dying of what? Was it a cancer kid or Yeah. Was yeah. it cancer kid? I don't uh, no, a a cancer. It's just weird when kids get cancer, you know. Like just like wow, you're six and you have cancer. It's so strange. Yeah, it totally like they... is. But I mean, but you know, just watching Ron go through the eleven hours of makeup or whatever oh. it took. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome that he did that. He's a, he's a really nice guy. Clearly. So Ron. You can still do our show. Yeah, Ron, we like you, so probably won't insult you too many times. Please. You know, we really liked City of Lost Children. Yes. And oh my God, yes. Those of us who've yeah. seen it anyway. Yes. Yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's about time for a poll. Is it poll time? I'd say it is. You know, we really need some stripper music for this. Which just, says all right. Whole time. Um. Okay. Go commission some. Da, 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 oh, anyway. hey, if I can't sing. Hey. And by the hey, way, my singing's better than yours. Did you know that you can sponsor the poll? 
go to SciFiSaturdayNight.com and find out how. Yes, we'll do your question. If there's a question you think we haven't Dead Redhead asked... will do your question. I will. Ah, on the poll. On the poll, on the poll. I will definitely <laughs> say your question, your poll. She'll say it in her sexy voice. I will. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> X, we won't even mind. Will you, X? Get out of the picture. <laughs> Questions. Stop moving the mic. <laughs> We're so professional. Yeah, yeah, we have our moments when we have delusions of competency. Can we move forward, please? Nah. Yes. So we asked everyone, as we said, you're some kind of scientific engineer. Where would you like to work? And then we put up multiple places where you potentially could find employment with such a, a degree under your belt. And coming in at number three was working at Torchwood. What? You would get killed. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound killed. promising. Or you'd have to sleep with Jack. Well, that would be okay. Jack. Or both. Yeah, or That's... both. You could sleep with Jack and then get killed. Okay, you know what? That explains why it made the top three. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You sleep with Jack, Yanto, or what's her name? Gwen. The girl. Oh, but not she has Gwen. the teeth thing going on, and I just can't get past that. No, not Gwen. Was there a couple other women? The teeth thing. No, yeah, I would it's just not attractive. Yeah. So coming in at number two is Wayne Industries. Uh, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, I don't think I'd work there, but no. Morgan Freeman would be I an to asshole to work for. Yeah, totally. Man, all he did was bitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. You know he's passing that on to the lowers, you know. Anybody yes. Yeah. I said hot coffee. And then, you know, like Flashing your face. <laughs> so Although just add Morgan bad. Freeman to the list right now. <laughs> uh, he will never be on our show because. Although if you if Easy you if you think about it though, you'd be invited. If he invited the the workers, you'd be invited to some pretty interesting parties. You never know who was going to show up and kill somebody. See yeah, again, you'd point. get killed. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these choices, it was like, well, I'm not going to vote for this. I'll get killed. Well, coming in at number one, Criano will definitely not be happy about this one. But number one, most people wanted to work for Tony Douchebag Stark Industries. <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, he doesn't really, I mean, I guess he has a big company, but it seems like it's all sort of um, yeah. assembly line workers. It's not a lot of think tank-like objects. He tends to do all that douchebaggery himself. I seriously do not know why the dollhouse wasn't number one. Oh, I agree. <laughs> that I mean, would be fun. Is, is there like a better place to work? <laughs> seriously, is there a better place to work? I wanted to work for Gizmonic Institute. Yeah, but next Sunday AD, they want you into space. They watch movies all the time. But those movies? But you get to make fun of them. That's true. With the bots. I almost, I almost thought about working for Spacely Sprockets, but listening to that little pimp yell all the time was too much. Yeah, you'd want to kill him. Yeah, pretty much. He would be dead. He's a pain in the ass. Also, what takes Sprockets anymore? I don't know. <laughs> well, in everything. the future, apparently everything. <laughs> everything. A lot of, a lot of virtual Sprockets, you know. Yeah. Pretty much. I love the comment. Somebody put down Dexter's Laboratories as an option, but nobody voted for it because they weren't sure whether it was the cartoon or the serial killer. 
engineering degree to work for a serial killer necessarily well it, it wouldn't hurt but it couldn't help much you know it would it would make his uh, methods of killing much more interesting yeah there think, we go i would yeah, think. yeah like what are those what are those machines the you know the cause and effect machines uh that okay go did the video the rube goldberg uh, oh, oh the yeah, rube goldberg yeah. my god a rube goldberg serial killer oh my god we have to that's we it's all ours Let's pitch that. <laughs> oh, there's your next book. Do it as a pop-up book. Oh, okay. man. Oh. You you just have to pull one thing, and then the rest of the book pops up automatically. I would like, so buy that. I I collect pop-up books in all series. How about a pop-up book based off the Saw series where you have to figure out the page before you die? Or you get a paper cut. You get a really nasty paper cut. There's like a a circular paper saw. Yeah. Yeah. And every 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 three cuts. Every three cuts, you get lemon juice squeezed in. (laughs) That'd be great. We gotta do. It would be a hit. It would. You guys would make a bit with that. Is it in paperback too? Oh yes, there will be paperback. Oh. <laughs> Which brings us to reintroducing Adam Mock and Scott Allen Perry. And I, I guess that's a, that's also a cue for the for the from the second round of vacuuming, apparently. No shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That is amazing. All I can see is from Family Guy. <laughs> And the trade paperback coffee table book, Fallen Superheroes, with concept and photography by Eric Curtis, written by Alan, uh, with written by Scott and Adam. Uh, it's a pretty hip book. It's well, okay. When I realized that you were the guys who worked with Doug on my very own book, I realized that this was going to be kind of like that somehow and then i saw the cover of this one i went holy crap this is cool awesome yeah it gets amped up for sure so okay give us the pitch tell us what the book's about and then how you got somebody to go yeah let's do this book and how you got them to dress up like that (laughs) oh god yeah the book, I'll tell you, the book is is about all of us. It honestly is a reflection of of our own lives and people around us. And the, the concept is is an allegory for, you know, those people who try out for American Idol and they don't have uh, real friends who tell them that they can't sing. And so they go <laughs> out and do that. And they will continue to fail and be confounded on every step of that. And that's that's pretty much what Fallen Superheroes is. But Scott and I decided to look at all these different aspects that, people will fail in and face rejection in and, and uh, um, each superhero kind of represents a, you know, one of these qualities like addiction or rejection or isolation. Um, but as far as how you got people into costumes, that, that was something that Scott really can tell you more about. So, I mean, well, everybody wanted to do it. I mean, that was, it was no difficulty in finding people because they're just like superhero. Oh yeah. I, I want to do that. <laughs> And, and, and they all sounded exactly like that, like you know, like the most refined person. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, so what are you working on now, currently, Mister Perry?" I'd be like, "Fallen superheroes. Could could I be a superhero?" <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. They just like they, just, they just like so that. just like just that. like that. 
Totally. Um, yeah, and, and you know the whole thing too. I mean, the basic idea that Eric had, like, if, if you can see it in the forward of the book, the little introduction in the book, there's a picture of this guy wearing like this really shiny uh, sex suit, a Joshua Tree. Right. And when he he took that picture and he he was just like it's like you know a fallen superhero. He just had this idea of all those actors who come to L.A. who you know think they're going to be the next Tom Cruise and they just end up you know oh I, well, heroin is fun too I guess. <laughs> Sweet heroin. Uh-huh. I'll do the superhero thing, but let me do some heroin now and then that takes over and or you know the the other thing too, just like life that happens. You know when you get stuck in a job to pay the bills and. Uh, one of the, one of the characters is Infinity Girl, you know, and, and her whole thing, uh, you know, basically she has this horrible job in a bar, you know, cleaning the toilets and mopping the floor and bartending, and you know, she just she has the power to to make things repeat, but unfortunately, it affects her own life where, you know, she's stuck in this job and can never really go out superheroing that much. She's got to pay the bills. Aww. Yeah. And I think what works, what works amazingly on this is this, this strange concept that people will identify with another person's brokenness more than they will their success. Because we, we will measure ourselves by someone else's success and wonder why our life isn't as good or the grass is greener on the other side. But the second someone's like, man, life really sucks and X, Y, and Z is going wrong for me, we're all like, oh, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I, you know, I can relate to that. That's what the book is. Yeah. But even like there's a character named Bane who's actually very successful, uh, you know, uh, what in the in the the meager things, the earthly things, you know, he's a trust fund kid, and you know he has this giant chemical company that he's inherited, and so he he never has to work, but his you know when he when he turned into a superhero, it was like a barrel of his father's uh, nuclear waste uh, splashed on him, and he covered his face, so the only place he's vulnerable is his face. So he doesn't want to hurt his face because he's very vain, as his name it uh, reflects. So he just doesn't do anything superhero-y because he just doesn't want to, you know, he always has to be camera ready. It's more important. So there's a funny aspect to this book, but there's a very, very dark edge to it as well. Yeah, for sure. There, there, There's a dark edge to it in that, you know, Scott and I, I think one of the first... Um, heroes that we kind of went back and forth on was double diamonds this this unspoken this uh love that dare not speak its name lesbian relationship between these two women um Uh. in it and and we got the rhythm for the writing down really with that where we realized some stuff is going to be funny and other things we need people to be able to say i don't i don't know if i'm comfortable laughing at that because it, it rings a little true. You know, we have statistics about how much it costs for people to be on death row or how many people are missing in the world um, or, you know, how people are just completely rejected even though they just want to fit in and feel valued. The, those things hit a little a little deeper. Sure. Sure. Um, we have a question from the peanut gallery, actually. Uh, Johnny would like to know what Andy Dick said about his costume. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Have you guys seen? You seen that picture of Andy Dick? Have you seen Captain Sensitivity and Jupiter Boy? No, I haven't. So I mean, you can actually, if you go, if you guys go on the Facebook page, it's like facebook.com uh, backslash Fallen Superheroes. In the photos, you can see tons of photos on there. But but Andy Dick's costume was uh, Captain Sensitivity. He had uh, basically naked man thighs with fur shorts, blue fur shorts, and like you know skin tight pink uh, top with a. And his symbol is this 
fur blue heart with a lightning bolt through it. Um, and, and basically, the whole time, he was just like, ah, people are going to say this costume makes me look gay. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, wow. well, I, to which I said, hey, you really think they're going to think it's the costume, Andy? Come on. <laughs> maybe it's the way you're talking about the costume you know like, like just like and he just uh, we, we went back and forth for a very long time you can actually there's a blog about it if you go to our blog uh, uh, the parrot what is it the parryboys.wordpress.com you'll see Captain Sensitive and Jupiter Boy I actually I actually listed the entire you know conversation we had about the costume it, it, it trailed off into how much he likes vaginas and we, we bonded over that we both like vaginas and Aww. you know how cool here, how cool here. they are and yeah it was very good very good experience and Andy's a blast to shoot with I mean he's because you really like you really don't know from moment to moment what's gonna happen because he does kind of bounce around a lot but it, you get amazing stuff yeah and Scott did an amazing job too of like when he was designing these costumes and and these concepts of finding models who epitomize exactly what I mean it wasn't a stretch for them to don the costume he was just bringing out what was already there yeah I mean that's what I did like with with Doug Doug's example we used because Doug plays uh, healing feet you know which is kind of this like angel type superhero who can heal people with his giant feet <laughs> and the whole way it happened is basically I just sit down with you know Doug and I said so so what's super like, if you were a superhero, what would you want to be your powers and stuff? And he said he always thought, you know, he would love to be like, you know, have the power of like an angel where you could touch people and heal them. So when I was... Of course. Of yeah, course and, Doug would say that. And, 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 and then he, and he would say, oh, precious, and then hug you and, and touch you and heal you, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I was, like, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I started sketching it. And, uh, and you, of course, Doug's physique, like you got to have the, the complete naked man thigh showing and, and skin tight. And when I, start, I originally drew him with these big hands. And when I started searching for like, you know, different ways to, to do the big hands, I saw these giant feet and I thought, oh, well, that's, that's better. Oh it's my like, God. I'm, I'm looking at that picture now and it is just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's like, and you don't, you're like, who wants feet on it? It's like they'll wait for the ambulance. I'll wait 20 minutes. No. Please don't put your giant feet on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you can kill me, but Jesus, please, please let the ambulance be faster. You know? Well, you know, we, we have the mime book, and I, I was looking at the website for Fallen Superheroes, and I kept thinking, it's like, man, they had a blast making these books. Yeah. So all I could say is, like, man, that beats working in an office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work in an office, but it was still, it was still great. <laughs> yeah, Adam Adam mostly was uh, you know, except for his superhero because Adam's actually the last superhero in the book, Yellow Fever. But Adam was was constrained to the desk for most of the shoot. Yeah, Scott Scott and Eric went out to do the shoot, but I mean, even even um, you know, talking about how Scott saw like these things, like and Doug, even with mine as Yellow Fever, we were in. We were at like the Pechanga uh, Casino doing a shoot for the World Series of Poker Champ Jerry Yang for his book cover, and we're taking a break. And Scott's like, "I see you kind of as a classic '70s superhero," and I was completely down with that because I love Power Man and Iron Fist and that whole buddy buddy thing. 
And what oh came out of that God. is this, yeah, you know, it's this nod to Bruce Lee and Iron Fist, but it's based off the fact that <laughs> it's based off the fact that in real life, I'm half Thai. My mom is from Bangkok, Thailand, but I get greeted in Spanish at Walmart all the time because people think I'm Mexican. So it became this hero who's ethnically ambiguous, and he's torn between two worlds because the Thai people think he's a half-breed, and the Mexicans know he's not a full-blooded Rasa, so he's got no people. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we have once... a listener who's going to tell us about this. Huh? We have a listener who will tell us Oh, that's about true, this. yes. <laughs> we have a listener in a similar situation there. <laughs> In fact, I think he's in the peanut gallery right now, probably <laughs> sending us a message. Oh, my God. But what's next now? Where do you go from here? How do you After top that? Is it, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the magical world of podcasts, maybe? We can do that. Yeah, they, they, we work very well as a team. Uh, can we do a podcast based on a stunning still photography? No, and, and, and no how about still <laughs> photography based on podcasts? Exactly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, here's your next book. The next book will be called Everyone Who Wasn't in San Diego. It'll be three <laughs> pages. Right. <laughs> I, I will say, I've been wanting to do a coffee table book, a higher-end coffee table book off of Everyone Poops, but I wanted it to be with celebrities. Taking dumps in their bathroom. Oh, <laughs> why isn't Sombrari in here? She loves that book. <laughs> I think. Why I'm, am I not surprised? <laughs> that would be oh, awesome. Please, please don't do it about Snooky. Please. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, like Sir Anthony Hopkins. You know? <laughs> Real celebrities. Real celebrities. We, we have talked about if if this continues to be as successful as it's been um, on its launch, Fallen Superheroes, possibly doing a Fallen Villains. Uh, follow-up. And Scott and I have already just, when we get around each other, toyed with ideas of what some of these villains can look like. And we were, we had talked about one called the Devolver, where he's created a device that actually brings you back to this amoeba or gelatinous-like state. <laughs> but on his first attempt, he, he didn't quite get the gun to shift someone all the way back that far, so they got to become a chimp, which then attacked the Devolver and ripped off half his genitals and his lips. And ate <laughs> 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 half of his face. I just see that every page would be someone shaking their fist. <laughs> <laughs> so it would look just like you, X. Yeah, exactly. Everyone cursing the heavens. So, so Scott, you got, into, you got into the book, didn't you? Uh, what, what do you mean? Uh, bag, Bagabond? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. It's kind of funny, too. Adam and I were talking about that because I'm the first hero in it, and he's the last one to kind of book in. Book oh, in I didn't book. realize I was in it, too. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. talked about it for five seconds. Or minutes. Oh, I don't know. Five seconds. <laughs> he, ju he just told this whole story about it. So, minutes, seconds. Um, Dome, are you getting senile there? Yeah, yeah. That Vagabond's pretty cool because it's just like he actually crosses over into other hero stories. So you'll see Vagabond pop up in, in places here and there. And, uh, and that was really cool because basically Eric and I loaded up his Honda Element with all the <laughs> photography gear, right? And we drove from L.A. across all the way to Louisiana and just stopped on the way. So, like, there's that shot of me in, in White Sands, New Mexico, in that white desert, which, uh, I mean, that was just, it's just a, a crew of me and Eric, basically. 
I mean, and you know, all the costumes, like I would, I would usually, it was like, I would either, I would design the costume on a, a napkin, basically. That's the only way uh, to do it. What's that? That's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's more, it's more, it's more like that personal, what, what is it, the guy who, uh, uh, who uh, Steve Coogan played in 24 Hour Party People, you know, how he did everybody's uh, record contracts on, on a napkin, and of course it bit him in the ass later. I figured if we if I do it on a napkin and then take real pictures, then they can't they can't find me on the app unless <laughs> unless I request it. Hmm. But, but yeah, we I mean we we drove we drove all the way across and you know we stopped in uh, at a real at a real uh, prison in Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico. Like you'll see the 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 superhero Nine One One. He's on he's on he's on death row. Yeah, and he. Uh, you you don't even have to go any further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott's, he's actually, Scott's character. He got framed. Yeah, he he's got this great character because Scott as vagabond. Um, you know the whole thing is he could fly if he wanted to, but to do so he has to make a double chin and try and touch his elbows to his back and make this deep baritone. <laughs> and, and so he doesn't want to do it because he was made fun of last time he did that. So he hitchhikes everywhere. But the problem with that is if he hears someone needs help in another town, he has to wait for a ride. And so he has never oh. arrived in time to save anybody. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to be ridiculed. It's like some jerk on Facebook takes a picture of you flying with a double chin, you know? It's like 7,000 likes. It's like, come on. Everybody yeah. hates that. Yeah. It's the worst hey, thing. Hey, as long in the as you're not doing the duck lips. <laughs> It's like the Tick series to the nth degree. <laughs> oh, I still remember that. What was that character? This looks like a job for bipolar bear, but I just can't get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Wait a minute, Bi bipolar bear. That's that's great because that could have a whole double meaning to it. It, 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 it could be sexually. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Now. And I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. If it just got colder, it's because she just glared at me from across the internet here. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> I, I just, I just got kicked out of the bathroom. So now the vacuum. <laughs> I got kicked out of the bathroom. Yeah. You're having no luck at all, man. <laughs> but you know what? Tomorrow you will have a well vacuumed shower to go into. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've had anybody talk from the bathroom before on the no, show. No, I don't think so. I think, think that's so. a first. We did have somebody doing the dishes last week, but that's a whole other story. You know, we did have a fan of Fallen Superheroes post a picture of themselves reading it in the bathroom with his Hanes down by his ankles. Uh, <laughs> saying that it was it was high quality material for that that place of worship. So. <laughs> wow. And you can get it in IMAX 3D at FallenSuperheroes.com. Scott, I just want to mention that, that you have a potential stalker in the chat room right now. Um, they, their Their handle is SAPFan. Oh, really? Oh, and apparently her name is Nikki from Newfoundland. Oh, oh yeah, you know, uh, that's a, uh, yeah, we know her. She's a, she's a big, uh, she loves Doug Jones and She says and she's not a stalker. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But her that's heart was just breaking because you couldn't see the chat. That's all. That's going to give her... Uh, I was actually... Uh, um, she just won a poster <laughs> the other day. A Fallen Superheroes poster. Well, She's a really sweetheart. Aw, that's so sweet. Well, I'm glad she could join us. Yeah, there's, there are tons of stalkers out there. Oh, oh there is there. actually a stalker in the chat room. His name is Johnny. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he's, a he's, a, he's the stalker, not Nikki. Sorry, Nikki. Had you mixed up there. <laughs> uh, and apparently, Scott, you know Wallaby as well. Oh my god, Wallaby's here? Yeah, she's a she's a really good artist. She uh, she does this kind of old school uh, cartooning. Like uh, it reminds me of Animaniacs. You guys remember Animaniacs? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, she she does some really cool stuff like that. She she did a bunch of uh, renderings of like me and my little brother uh, Ponce. You guys know Ponce Man, Josh Ponce Man Perry? Uh, he did the forward in the mind book. Oh he, yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pause. He's the he's the star of retarded policeman, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my little brother. But she uh, she's done a bunch of sketches of us and everything. She's she's a really good artist. We just met her for the first time at uh, VidCon a couple of weeks ago. Oh, cool. I'm glad you joined us in the peanut gallery tonight. Yeah, we got some cool peanuts today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Gentlemen, this has been fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many how many times can you do an interview from the bathroom while somebody's vacuuming? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny is I hear the vacuum in the bathroom right now. It was a joke earlier, but the vacuum is actually going on in the bathroom, and there's no carpet. You can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe in the interpret, maybe in the interpretation, it was it was like when I was saying vacuum interview it was just like just vacuum as much as you can. <laughs> I don't know. The book is Fallen Superheroes. It's Scott Allen Perry and Adam Mock. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Wait, thanks for having us. Before we, we wrap and do the calendar, I do want to give a shout out to Jess from Omnipop for helping uh, helping bring tonight's show together. Jess, you went above and beyond. She brought us all together. She's a precious, precious princess. We love you, <laughs> Jess. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Make it happen, buddy. Making it happen. Next week, it's anime producer, director, designer, and industry legend Jan Scott Frazier. Then on July 28th, it's artist Rhiannon McCullough, who talks about zombie musicals and the McCullough effect. And on August 4th, we go ape over Banana Tales creator Mark McKenna. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Want to sponsor an episode? Visit SciFiSaturdayNight.com to find out how you can give us money to run your ads. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome? And don't forget, we are also the official podcast of GraniteCon because they're cool, too. Adam Mock, Scott <laughs> Allen Perry. Cool too. They are cool, goddammit. We have to play with them too. That's right. Adam and Scott, thank you so much for joining us. It's been one night. Yeah. Thank you guys. Hey, it's been fun. From I the know. <laughs> From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna. Thank you, darling. Namaste, bitches. From the War of Balls of Comics, Illustrator X, and the Dead Redhead. Good night! Good night.
They clearly have nothing to say at this point. <laughs> From deep in Area 51, I am the Doomsday Genie. Shared pain is lessened. Shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. I know.